Thanks for joining the Operation Innovation team, where the mission is to add some tools to your leadership tool bag so you can climb your mountain of success. So let's get it. Hey there, everybody. Operation Innovation. I'm Foley Hart. I am here with the wonderful and amazing David Munford. Uh, so he is a podcast host at Seeing Red, uh, and he and I have been, uh, we were just talking about it off uh, camera, that we've been doing something similar to what myself and uh, Gabe have, where we just, we've been seeing each other uh, passing through uh, LinkedIn, and so we finally got a chance to link up and, and have a conversation. So welcome, David. Thank you. I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous about doing this because I haven't done a live event in three or four months. So I'm kind of like, oh, my gosh, I got dust. I got knocked the dust off. Of <laughs> I feel like a rookie again. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Low key. Um, I'm lucky if I have even a couple of people that watch live. So most of them are recorded. But um, no, I, I'm really excited to have you on. I'm really excited because of the way that we've pivoted Operation Innovation recently, um, starting to focus on, you know, we, we've always focused on the tools uh, to develop your, your leadership tool bag so you can climb your mountains of success. That's always been our, our goal. But um, I think that pivoting it to focus really on um, what it is that, you know, people can hone in on as, you know, maybe one or two tools as a takeaway. Yeah. Uh, I think is is absolutely key um, to be able to really bring uh, the value that that we want to bring. So happy to have you on. Happy to talk about your tool for success. And yeah. I know that yours we we uh, listed as sharing your story. So uh, I'm really excited to to hear what it is that you have to say about your leadership journey and the things that you've learned along the way. And I, I think your story is amazing. So please, I'll, I'll open it up for you to share. Um, I, is there a certain place you want me to start? <laughs> From the top. <laughs> I'll, I'll give, I'll give like what I've, I'll pull out the old, the one I've used so many times on, so many different podcasts I've been on or live events I've been on. I'll just kind of start back from the very beginning. I grew up in a very strong Christian home. Um, I've got, gosh, I've got DNA r running through my bone marrows of Church of God pastors. My great grandfather was Church of God pastor. My my dad was. So grew up in a very strong Christian home. Uh, went to church all the time growing up. Loved going to church. Um, that's just what I did. And then I'm, I graduated high school in 99, and, and, and at that point, I had the chance to move to um, Atlanta, Georgia, and be involved in an intense discipleship program for two years. While I was there, um, at the end of each year, we would take a missions trip. Uh, in the two years up from 99 to 2001, I had the chance to travel all over the U.S., um, all over the U.S. and into Canada, once or twice for different opportunities. But at the end of each year, I had the chance in 99 to go to um, Brussels, Brussels, Belgium and Paris, France for a week and do, do some ministry over there. And then 2001 had the chance to go to Uruguay and two totally different 
um, atmospheres of, of seeing what life was like and seeing how cultures were and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and then 2001, I moved back home and the program, I had the chance to live in Atlanta, stay in Atlanta and work at a couple churches there, but felt the pull to come back, to come back to Cleveland. And at that point I was, I was upset about it because I, I had the opportunity to live there. Well, when I came back home, I was like, okay, I'll go back to Cleveland. Not what I want to be because I never enjoy being here. When I came back, um, it just, just, just didn't feel right. Things, my attitude wasn't right. So mm-hmm. I still went back to church and I did the thing. I did everything I thought I thought I did before, but 2005, I, I was like, I turned my back on everything that I knew was right. I turned my back on my family. I quit talking. I lived in the same town as my family and turned my back on my own, turned my back on my family and said, I don't need you. I'm 25 years old. I want to live my own way. Moved in with a female that I just didn't really have any, any inclination of uh, marrying or had no really, I, I would say all right, but I, I just did it because, Hey, right. we were dating. I just moved in with her. Right. So, and you're 25. Like, let's be real. You know, I, when I was 25, Hey guys, I know everything about life. F you. That was exactly my attitude. Yeah. I, I can imagine that's the attitude of most. Yep. <laughs> you're good. And during that, during the five, during those uh, five years that I uh, lived with her from 2005 to 2010, I quit going to church. I literally quit talking to my parents. I saw, mm-hmm. I talked to them at Christmas. And during that time, I got heavily involved in pornography, heavily, heavily involved in drinking to the point of, of looking back on now, I was an alcoholic for five years because I was not, if I wasn't working, I had some type of alcohol in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, start smoking. I smoked. I never got into drugs, but I smoked cigarettes pretty regularly. Smoked cigars pretty regularly. And then 2010, um, after a party, she asked me to move out uh, because she had been unhappy for uh, for about two years. And at that point, at, at age 30, that's where the rug was pulled out from underneath me. I had to call my parents because I was so much in a financial unstable financially that I had to move back in with my parents and thank goodness my parents allowed me to move back in with them because I wouldn't have had anywhere to go and 2000 and then 2012 excuse me my dad I don't have covid my my dad asked me to go to a Christ center recovery program with him uh, because I've been going through some depression for about a year and a half and he was like, if you're going to live in this house, you're going to, you've got to get, you've got to find help. Mm-hmm. So for the past seven years, no, past, yeah, past seven years now, no, eight years, I've been involved in Celebrate Recovery and have learned wow. and have, and I will be for life. I mean, it's a life, it's a, it's a daily thing. Yeah. And, and not honestly, not to interrupt, but I, I didn't realize that that was a, uh, a national program. You know, I, I've seen banners, you know, passing yeah. by churches here, but I, I didn't realize that that was as large of a program as the, the way that you're talking about it. It, it is. And it, I would not be even, and what got me to doing all doing these podcasts or doing, realizing I had a, 
I had a story is when I got involved with Celebrate Recovery. Um, um, at, at certain times, they want you to share your testimony and share your story and encourage others. So I've done that at least once, twice a year at different locations around around Tennessee, around the area I live in. And then what got it globally is it, when the pandemic hit in April, I took a voluntary layoff from my job. And I was like, and my, when I got home, my wife was like, okay, what are you going to do sitting at home? I said, I don't know. I'd been on LinkedIn a little bit. And I was like, I started getting involved, started talking to other people, jumping on a couple podcast, a couple live shows, sharing my story. And when people started hearing my story of what I went through and where I've been and where I'm still going, they're like, oh my gosh, we want you, we want your story. And then I started working at a, at a car dealership and people um, in the automotive industry have heard that I'm, I've been so successful in, in the two years. I've only been at the dealership for two years, but I've done so much for our, for the dealership and in the industry. They're like, we want you on the automotive. We need your story, your success story and your leadership story of how you've done so well in the automotive industry. So all this started because of, um, the pandemic and sitting at home thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, what's so crazy too. I've heard so many, um, like COVID creativity stories (laughs) that it's, it is interesting to, to listen, but you know, something else that you were driving home uh, that I think is so uh, interesting is just the power of stories um, and how, how influential it is and how much it really does have the power to change people's lives and not just that but that i don't think that people realize how unique their stories are they truly don't like every person has a story and and you'll you know you'll encounter people honestly myself included at times i'll be like i don't have a story to tell i'm just a normal person and uh, that was the place I was with uh, uh, Wendy uh, Weinerungi. I don't know if you uh, I think know heard her or heard of her name. So, her. yeah, um, honestly, I, out of nowhere, you know, she she messaged me on LinkedIn because because somehow paths had crossed. And so we started messaging back and forth and then we started calling uh, each other and she kind of, you know, reached reached down and pulled me up and said, you have a story, share it. And you have talents, share them. And so um, honestly, you know, without her support, uh, you know, without uh, people like Russ Johns, without uh, people um, who just want to listen and want to support each other. I, I don't think that, you know, even this Good. Yeah. All right. Green <laughs> yard. Yay. Yes, I know. And uh, as as uh, one of my other uh, 
I did another podcast with one of my really, really great friends, Jay Teeks. Uh, he's still active duty military. And honestly, uh, the same issue that you were saying that you have using StreamYard on the computer, he was having the exact same issue. And so we ended up having to use a Zoom and record it. And I had to mash it in and do all sorts of things. And so the podcast started with us just giggling for about three minutes saying, oh, you know, we're just adapting and overcoming. That's all we're yep. doing. You know? well, and then we just started talking about leadership from there. So yep. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, so what, what do you think is the most powerful part of your story? Because it sounds like you've told either, you know, your story that you just told us or different stories. Um, around uh, around the topic that you're talking about. And, and I guess what I'm trying to get at is what what parts of those have you gotten feedback on that inspired other people? I, I think the, the biggest thing I've, I've received, the biggest feedback I've received is how open I am and how how raw I can be. And people need to hear that. Because people do not, most people aren't willing to share that they struggle with pornography. I've been clean seven years, but do I struggle every day with it? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And it, it's it's the thing of I'm real. I don't it take. I'm, I don't try to. I don't put a facade up. I don't put a. Oh yeah, I'm having a great day. Woohoo! And then the, mm -hmm. but if I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. Yeah. That, that's how I am. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not fake. I'm not just a, I'm not, I'm not fake at all. Yeah. I'm having a bad day at work. People know it. If I'm yeah. not talking, people know it. And I'm just who I am. Yeah. No, and honestly, I, I wanted to highlight that because I think that that directly correlates to um, some of the leadership qualities that we love so much um, in people in general, because if they, if they're, so, you can tell when people are covering things up, I guess I'll say um, yeah. in leadership, in life, you can tell. So, you know, what you see is the encapsulated version of stories of, to your point, um, say someone else was telling your story, it would be something to the effect of, Yes, I struggled, then I joined this program, and now I'm great. Ta-da! Like, they don't go into all the nitty-gritty details, and so people are like, well, crap, like, do I, they have nothing to compare it to? Like, do I suck? How am I, you know, am I doing okay? What's going on? They they don't know those things. So your story makes them feel comfortable in their own skin, I can imagine, and they oh, yeah. it makes them feel okay to oh, be yeah. open with you, too. It does. There's been a couple people at work um, when they, they've listened to, um, he doesn't work with us anymore, but there was one guy that, um, I, I think when he was still there, I was on, I, I was on a podcast or did something and, and he, he listened to it and he actually came up to me one day and said, you know, I haven't been living the best way I know I should be. Uh, you really inspired me to change the way I live. Oh, I, that I, would have filled my heart. And then, then yesterday, uh, I think it was yesterday. I um, I, don't, I don't know if you're connected with with Janessa Staples on LinkedIn. 
she has a podcast herself and she was on my podcast. Um, she, she was a surrogate, a surrogate. She did surrogacy and did, um, and everything. So I was talking to her about that and she just actually changed her. She, it's, it's on my podcast, so you guys can listen to it. But she she realized through this pandemic that she needed a relationship, a real relationship with Christ. And she sent me a message on uh, on LinkedIn from the podcast, from the podcast she was on. She said, with you allowing me, with you opening up on my podcast about your your past and your journey, that has allowed me to be more open with my with my story. And I was like, done. Yes. Yeah. Why drop? I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, and that that just spurred me along to say, okay, leadership. Leadership. You're not a boss. Just leadership can be any which way you look at it. There's so many different. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. You can lead from anywhere you are. You don't have yeah. to be the one in charge. Absolutely. No. Yep. People will look to you as a leader if you have those type of qualities and they'll follow you, which is crazy. I what I I just love hearing your story because as I'm sitting here thinking about it, you didn't set out to accomplish the things that you've just talked about. You weren't setting out to say, I'm gonna change people's lives in this way. Like what what was your goal when you first started your podcast? My my goal. <laughs> to reinvent the wheel with yeah. I've been on Russ John's podcast. I've been on Gabriel's podcast. I don't know how many times. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many times. I can't even count that. But it was just it was um and I was on Michelle Mars and when I was on her podcast, I think it was Michelle Mars said, You need to start your own podcast. Said, you 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 don't need to reinvent the wheel, but you need to give people the same platform that others are giving, that others have given you. You need to give back and let people have the opportunity to, to share. And for me, it's it's kind of my, the way here in the last couple of days, I, the way I've kind of almost phrased it or accepted the term, it's my therapy session. <laughs> because it, it, this this helps me out throughout the day to say, to to think back of where I've come, where I've come in life and realize, oh my gosh, I really, I am making a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I'm not, I'm not out there trying to conquer the world. I'm just giving people an opportunity to share their stories or if they want to, like the one I had today, I didn't, I knew it was going to be an amazing, um, amazing interview with the mayor of our town. But, and I knew like through, through the grapevine and I knew he, he did have COVID, but someone in a government, uh, in government leader and someone I look up to as a personal friend, because he's done a lot for my family. I never realized even someone like that, what they go through, someone in that type of leadership where they get scared, where they get like, where they, I asked him that. I said, "Was there ever a point where you felt alone?" He said, "I felt alone. I felt alone the whole day." He said, five days in, I felt alone." He said, "I almost gave up." I was like, "A leader saying like that, someone that's looked up highly in our town, even being able to say, I felt scared or I felt alone.' That made me think, okay, he's just human too. Even he, 
even someone in that type of leadership. And it just, it's just made me, it just made me want to give people that other place. Yeah. Have the opportunity to talk or feel like they have a story. Once they start talking, they realize, oh, wait, oh, I do have a story. Oh, I do. I, I do have a testimony. It's when you start talking and think about your past, you're, you will lead somebody. You may, you may lead. I've, I've led some people, um, to come to realize that they struggle with, with things that they did not, they never realized they struggled with. And it's really? Just, well, they didn't realize, they didn't realize that they, um, they struggle with like how deeply, like the root of their, their sexual addiction. Like mine, mine stint, mine went all the way back to not feeling the love for my mom or from my mom. Oh, wow. And I'm assuming this program, it helps you identify that as well. It, it, it really does. It makes you think when you start thinking about it, it's like when I, when I came to the realization that I'm, all the relationships in the past was all the wrong relationships I was in was I never really felt the love from my mom. And I thought my parents were trying to control me when all they were doing was actually loving me, but I never could accept that. And I guess that can go back to leadership too, because they were trying to lead me in the right way, but I couldn't accept that. I didn't want, I didn't want that leadership. Why not? I was the oldest child mm -hmm. and I didn't, and my sister was always the straight A student. She got her, uh, she got her MBA at like 20 gosh, or four years apart. I think she got her MBA. She got a four year degree from MTSU at a younger age. So I always felt less than everybody. And it's not until I realized, okay, I'm just as worthy as anybody else. I'm just as worthy. Or I, I, I was, when I finally kicked it, um, forgot that, forgot how I was, uh, or I'm just as capable as anybody else to be successful or be a leader like anybody else. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine who I am. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally cool. And it takes a journey though, you know, to find that out about yourself, which is crazy. And you know, everybody's journey looks different. Um, I know me personally, you know, I've been, I've been at, I've been the straight A student that, you know, didn't do anything wrong. And then, you know, I've also been under different leadership like the worst of the worst and couldn't do anything right. And I couldn't accept to your point, I couldn't accept the way that they were leading me. And it made me feel like I was less than who they thought were straight A students. So, you know, just going through the gamut, you know, teaches you so much about yourself and it sounds like you've learned so much. Yeah. And it's every day, every day I learn something new about myself and I'm like, and I, and then I can actually, when I go back to work, like the job I have now, I could not, I could not ask for a better, a better boss, a better leader in a, in a boss or uh, even our general manager. They always ask, how are you doing? Or they don't call me. They don't call me by David. They call me, Hey boss, what's going on? And it, makes feel, it makes me feel like they're actually valuing me. I'm just yeah. not a number, number because I've had jobs where I was a number. But there, I'm actually a, I'm a person. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, that's, if you feel valued, then you can bring value to other people. You know, yeah. it's just that easy. Um, let's see. So we've got a few minutes left. 
so I'm going to ask you a couple things to leave us with. So um, one is where to find you, um, maybe some upcoming things that you've got going on. And then the last thing would be um, if there's any uh, last thought that you want to leave our audience with as far as uh, the tool that we've talked about and, and how powerful it can be. Um, okay. Number one to find me, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, um, I've actually got back, back on now and doing more on LinkedIn. I had to take a little, I had to take a little bit of hiatus there for a little while just because the job was crazy and yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle both. And cause I got a new right after COVID, I got, a, I got a promotion when I got back to work. So I've been trying to learn. I'm uh, trying to learn the new position. So now I, I got a, still a learning experience every day, but I can, I can start doing this a little bit more. Um, so LinkedIn is about, is the best place to find me. And I'll, I'll pretty much accept, I'll pretty much accept anybody. I kind of, kind of little leery because I've had some weird connections. Some weird. Sounds <laughs> okay. like another story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it felt like Facebook. But let me, let's just put it that way. Got it. Connection. So the what was this? The second one was. Um. Any upcoming uh, things that you oh, want to talk about for your uh, audience here with my audience? The I guess upcoming. I've got I've got some I've got some new podcasts coming out. I've got some Woo-hoo! new. Um. Uh. Jarvis Tucker is actually going to be on my podcast. He was just on Gabe's podcast last night. He's actually coming on mine on uh, November 30th. And we're going to, and what's weird about his, about his story is I knew exactly where he lives because that's where my parents grew up. So I kind of grew up in that town. And when mm-hmm. he was talking last night, I knew what he was saying without him saying it. Wow. Yeah, because I grew up in that town, too, during the summers. And when he was talking about, I was like, so I called him today and I was like, and I said, I know what you were saying without saying it. He's like, because I told him about growing up there, too. And and so I want so he's going to be coming on. That's going to be a very. That'll be fun. Yeah, I love having those those connections with people just come through. They shine through. I'm excited about that then. That's I mean, that's really the biggest things I've. Just got some new podcasts coming out. Um, I've got a. I'm going to be on a couple coming up myself. A couple more coming up myself. Um, and I guess the the thing I want to, I like leaving the the last thing I want to kind of leave within the audience is no matter where you're at, no matter what it is, you have a voice. Find that you just have to use it. And that's what, that's kind of what got me to the point of doing things like this is I had, I found the person that gave me the opportunity to talk and not um, try to overpower it. They let me share my story and talk. And then that kind of opened me up to say, okay, made me think, okay, I do have a, I do have a voice. I do have something to say. People do want to hear it. And it kind of helped me become become more of a leader on here because I've had people reach out to me that love my story and they're like, 
how can you be so open in how, how do you do it? I said, I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And even though this is live and like my, I don't think it as a being live. I just think it as a conversation and people need to hear it. People need to know, Hey, it's okay. You may be in a dark place. You may, you may think you're down, but you can come back. And even through all this, through this whole pandemic, I've, I've relied on God. I've trusted him. Me and my wife bought a house through this. We were able to buy a new car, a new car through this pandemic. And it's because we, we trust God and we love, we rely on God through everything. And he's been, he's at the center of, of all of it. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without him. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing um, the tool. You guys is sharing the journey. David Munford, thank you so much for illuminating it for us. I think that you had some really powerful things to say here. And and I'm just so happy that I could provide the flat platform for you to share it with everybody here. So excited about your next steps. Excited to keep following you. And um, I'll be sure to post some uh, links to be able to find David Munford real easy. Because uh, you can find this on YouTube and LinkedIn. Those are my favorite places to go. And then, of course, you know, Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Podcasts as well. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, David Munford, again so much. Um, I am excited that you could just share this uh, tool for everyone's leadership tool bag for success. So thank you so much. Thank you.